Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs. I'm speaking to Jock Norton this time from Puppy. He tells me about working in pubs, working at a second-hand video game store, fulfilling his clerk's dream, and how he's navigating the heavy music industry with humor and the heaviness and using their influence of Bill and Ted in their music videos. So here we go. This is Jock Norton from Puppy. She says the water. Am I, am I right in thinking that the band met at a bar? I read that in an interview somewhere. So I actually, I met uh, Will, uh, our bass player. We first met working at the same bar together um, years ago, which was cool. It's, uh, it's still there. I think it's a pub called the Macbeth in, in uh, Shoreditch. Do you know it? Yeah, I've been to some dodgy club nights there about 10 years ago. I, well, I may have served you a drink along, or Will. It could have been either one of us. And Will was probably putting on the dodgy club night. It was the it was the P Rock night. Oh, the P Rock. Oh no, he was. I don't. I don't think that was him. Whatever happened to P Rock? Yeah. Okay. I think he was. Uh, he would kind of put on. He was kind of the rock guy, which is sort of how we kind of bonded. We had to like stock up a bar or something and think of fun things to put on the bar, and then he started drawing uh, kiss masks on the Coca Cola bottles, and we and then we started talking about kiss. And uh, I kind of took it from there, really. We used to close up together to listening to um, Two Heads Are Better Than One on repeat, the Bill and Ted track. That was kind of our jam. It's funny that 15 years later, 13 years old, going down to the skate park, you'd spot someone with vans on or whatever and be like, that's my friend. That's my future friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to be super good friends. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was it's pretty much still the same. I think especially that, well, because I didn't really know anyone, I think, also, I think amongst the other people there, he was like, he was kind of, yeah, the, the, the rock guy. Other people were less interested. So we talked about that and, uh, and kind of video games in, in general. Yeah. So you must have had some experience of, of juggling work and band life by now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I never, so I never went to university. I, I worked straight out of um, sixth form. So when I was like eight, from when I was like 18, 19, um, just because all I, all I wanted to do was, was be in a band. And I think I kind of stupidly, even at that age, even like, like I'm 30 now. So at 19, I was like, um, you know, oh, I can't get distracted by academia. Uh, I can't, you know, give myself. And it was, I, I, um, you know, it, it's definitely silly because I could have, you know, got, I could be a doctor of something a doctor of something by now I'm sure if I'd done it but um that mentality I think was kind of probably quite helpful in a way because I was just like well if I only do one thing I'll be able to do it in some capacity or get I'll get kind of uh, good enough to kind of force myself into it if that makes sense yeah I, th- I think in many ways we're a lot braver when we're 17 or 18 than uh-huh. you are when you're 30 and yeah. sometimes doing something big takes just some like real foolhardy hard-headedness and belief yeah yeah it was really it was really stupid I think I kind of I started doing actually yeah isn't that's not quite true because I did I started doing a foundation like an art foundation year I think it was the last year it was free or something 
so I started doing that and I because I wanted to kind of make film as well and I kind of remember at the time kind of thinking well you know if music doesn't work out I'll just fall back on being a, a like a screenwriter and film director and then think quickly realize like that takes just as much if not that's an equally stupid pipe dream to have so I was kind of like well if I'm going to have a stupid pipe dream I'll just I'll just have one stupid pipe dream rather than rather than two um so I kind of yeah just just doubled down on that and I've, and I've always just done I mean god I've had a, a billion jobs um over the years and but yeah and but my kind of thinking was always that I didn't really want something that would be too that would distract too much from knowing that the, the big picture was what, what I wanted to do with music you know at the time most people that I knew were in sort of kind of indie bands more than uh more than rock bands um so you got like so when i went to college and stuff there were people in our who were in our year who were in like bands like bombay bicycle club and like um there was a band at the time called cajun dance party who were really uh, at the time successful kind of like indie indie rock band but they were also in our year at school so it was really and i think that kind of made us think that you could you could do it because they were doing it um, so it didn't. It, it, it always seemed kind of vaguely within reach, but you know, we we never got anywhere near the the, the level of those bands. Um, but it was just, you know, you just good to know that you could do it. Me and me and Billy uh, met at school. So Billy, our drummer, uh, we've been playing in bands together since we were twelve in like various, you know, outfits. Um, and we were again similar to kind of work when I made friends with Will. Um, I think when the, the again the age we are when we were twelve and you kind of you know you, like you said you you spot someone with a pair of you know skate shoes or whatever and and, and they also watch Kerrang and or read Kerrang um, so there was that was very much going on but then as it went on we kind of we were very much kind of into heavy heavy music and rock and a lot of our friends and still to this day who, who are still very into music and we do have a lot in common. But that element, that side of things, the kind of heavier stuff and, and, and rock in general was more our thing. Um, so weirdly, even though we had all these friends that were into music, we still felt felt very much separate to that. We were doing our own um, version of things. And I think when, when we wanted to do Puppy, we kind of wanted to accentuate that even more, I think. Yeah, well, I think you succeeded. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, we just, we kind of, uh, yeah, we we... We were and 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 still feel like that, you know, amongst our our friendship group for the for the most part. You know, most people we speak to who are kind of playing heavier bands um, have 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 grown up in amongst that and had friends who were also playing that and and grown up in the scene. Whereas we were very much the kind of outliers of our our friends. Did you know what lay ahead in terms of? Um, the sort of fairly daunting task of having to work some menial jobs whilst tr- like trying to sort of come up with cash to go on tour and potentially lose some money on your first tours. Sure. I mean, I, well, I, I, um, I remember me and, or me and Billy being at, at school and kind of thinking that like, like working in a bar was like the coolest thing you could do. <laughs> we, we were like, well, imagine working in a bar. It'd be so cool. You know, like, Everyone would be like hanging out, drinking and smoking, and you know, being being cool guys. Um, the reality is, of course, is that it's <laughs> it's really boring. But um, but yeah, I mean, I just I just need to kind of take it as it comes. And um, like I said, most most of our friends were were all kind of creatives to one 
uh, degree or another. And, and and again, most of my close friends were all musicians. So everyone was kind of in the same boat. You just kind of like, you go, okay, well, I need some money. So I'll, I'll do this, this job. And, and everyone had, a, a, like I said, you know, a million different jobs sometimes at the same time, but it was all just, you know, whatever it was, a little, a little thing here and there, little part-time bits. I think my favorite one, probably still my favorite one to this day was I was a assistant in a kind of uh, secondhand video game shop. I kind of was living my kind of clerk's fantasy at <laughs> that point. And it was just, it was ludicrously easy. The kind of hardest part of my day would be someone saying like, oh, have you played this video game? And I'd be like, yeah, it's great. Like, oh, thank you. You've been so helpful. And I was like, this is, this is, this is a breeze. I think I was asked to demo. Um, they were like, okay, job, we've got a special job for you today. And I was like, oh God. And they were like, we need you to just demo the, the game DJ Hero in the corner of the shop. And I was like, sure. That's absolutely brilliant. Are you a gamer? Yeah, I am. I'm a gamer. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my main. While while we're on tour, that's my my main the main thing that occupies uh, my time. My brother uh, recently for my actually my thirtieth birthday bought me a Nintendo Switch. So that was we did, we did, we did a tour in um, quite it was like a month. Uh, at the end of last year, like like December, like end of November to to just before Christmas. Uh, so that was my that was my best friend while, while while we were out there. Have you found it hard to like to to juggle those jobs? And because you know, I, I understand that it's, it's so easy to you know you go into the interview and the, and the, and the the interviewer asks you know have have you got any commitments in the next couple of months? And you know you need to, need mm-hmm. to make that job. <laughs> yeah, you don't really I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know what you mean, but then it's it's funny. I've always kind of. Um, I've always specified to try and work jobs where a they probably aren't going to ask that question. You're just a body, you know, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 when I've been lucky that there have been uh, jobs where that have been pretty understanding. They've just been like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then you know, zero hours or whatever. So when you're back, you're back. And that that's kind of what I you know what I've you know as the band has toured more, I've kind of done that. If we've been quiet, I've gone, you know helped a buddy out somewhere or something like that and done a bit of work um but uh but yeah I think um it is a kind of worry but that was why I always my thinking was always to try and avoid jobs that I liked like overtly liked because I didn't want to like them so much or be so worried about losing the job that I wouldn't go on a tour or something like that you know yeah yeah. I was always like well if I lose you know if I lose a job I lose a job I'll go work somewhere else are there any careers or any sort of job paths that you that you've thought along the way like that have sort of given you a bit of a a, a, you know a a run for your time yeah I wanted to be a journalist actually when I was younger that was a big one um so I was kind of and I did a bit of kind of freelance album reviewing and singles reviewing and stuff like that um and I think I felt a bit like some because some stuff I'd, I'd uh, get you know on my desk or whatever to, to listen to and review and it would be like you know some pitbull album or something like that and I was just and I'd kind of maybe take a bit too much pleasure in going like this is rubbish this isn't real music or something like that and then I think I kind of felt oh god uh, it'd be horrible if someone said this about my band right um, and I kind of felt like I shouldn't do it anymore well I think as we get older it's it's quite funny to see um some music writing where it's having an opinion to have an opinion and you get suspicious of that yeah absolutely that's the thing I think I think um it was quite you know it was quite exciting I did I kind of what I did want to do I wanted to do um music journalism that was kind of 
kind of my thing. And I think, yeah, I think I think that's exactly right. I think I kind of felt myself uh, reveling in, you know, if I was, you know, if I didn't like something, I was going to, you know, tell it like it is or, or whatever. Right. And, and just kind of, and then actually, yeah, it took me a while to kind of go like, actually, you know, these are, this, this is people's hard work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I guess at that point, if you're not necessarily willing to say exactly what you think about something, as in saying it's, you know, you really don't like it, um, then why well, you should, probably shouldn't do it. How, how, how's your relationship been with the music industry, given that you've sort of seen that side of it and the creative side of playing in a band or making music? Um, in, 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 in relation to the, the band getting reviewed and stuff like that, or? I mean, like you know, over the years, how how has what's your relationship with the music industry been like? The dealings of business is that something that you um, that you feel that you understand and and respect, or is it something that you, you don't care about? Um, I think I think it's impossible not to, not to care about it. Like it's weird. I think if you want to have a, a you know quote unquote career in in music, um, I, and and have ambition to to do that. I think that can be seen potentially as being the enemy of of being creatively free or, or whatever, but um, it's weird. I think you kind of my experience anyway. Again, from being in bands since you know for as many years as I have, you kind of it's kind of a concentric circle thing of understanding how things work and how you know because when you start a band, you don't even know how a gig is booked. You don't even know how you get a get a gig beyond an open mic night. So you kind of you work out how that works then you work out who promoters are then you work out who managers are and you work out who labels are you know what i mean it's kind of you just kind of keep looping around and understanding stuff more um yeah and even to the to the to the point where you know you start a band and rather than just uploading your first song to soundcloud and posting that to your mates you might go okay maybe i could send this to a magazine or maybe you know what i mean you kind of yeah absolutely uh, you become a bit more canny with that sort of stuff um and i think particularly with um with being in an, in an age of social media there's a lot more impetus on bands i think to be smart about that kind of thing um and and it's kind of expected you i, I think that you you can't really separate it um you got to kind of publicize yourself and, and things it's not enough just to go and you know play shows um, yeah, there's there's an element of, of 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 the you know the online presence is it's in the job description. Absolutely, yeah, and I think and 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 with with Puppy, I think one of the things uh, we enjoyed was kind of having fun with that. Like um, Billy and Will both um, are really kind of talented at making videos and stuff. They make all our music. Yeah, the videos, videos are great. Oh, thanks, man. Um, and they kind of make a lot of stupid online. I think we find it quite hard to kind of take us like, especially being in a kind of heavy band, you have to kind of, uh, what's the word? You have to be kind of aware of its silliness to some degree. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> I think with public, with self publicity as well, I think, I think it's the, the same because there's only so many times you can go like, you know, got some real exciting news for you guys tomorrow. We're announcing a gig and you know, whatever it is, it's, it's a little bit like self-serving. Um, and I think our default mode between the three of us is is just kind of being dumb and making each other laugh. So, so when it came to to that side of the the band, you know, promo, it kind of took that that shape. Um, 
uh, but it kind of it it's kind of become a a, a thing a bit. So we just kind of we, yeah, just kept doing it. Have you got any low lights? Like highlights, but you know the opposite. In part-time jobs, not life in general. Yeah, how long you got? <laughs> um, uh, uh, low low lights of of part-time jobs. What what's bad? Uh, I was a guitar teacher for a while, which which was was okay. Was it wasn't great? Trying to teach a seven-year-old to play the guitar is very hard. I can imagine. Um, because I mean, not, seven-year-olds aren't, aren't really good at anything, let alone uh, kind of. <laughs> Fairly idiots. complicated musical instrument. Idiots, yeah. That's what I was saying. So I got fired because I kept calling the child an idiot. Um, no, uh, that was that was kind of a that was a toughie. Um, what else has been a rub? Oh, I was I worked in a in a packaging line for a, for a, for a beer company, like getting the bottles and putting them in the on a on a line to get stickers on them, and just literally you just do the same action all day um and that was that was pretty bad and i could i could listen to podcasts so that was kind of what got me through it i think i finished like the whole of serial in like one day at the time oh, wow. um and then i was just going like bang 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 and then after about and it was awful and after about six weeks or something they were like there's new health and safety you can no longer listen to podcasts while you're doing it and i was like okay i'm done that was that was the one thing i had so i'm i'm out here i did that i did that for like two or three hours um just for one day, literally just two or uh-huh. three hours. And it was enough to drive me a little bit crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's, it's so, and, and then you speak to people there who've worked there for like years and they're like, it's a great job. I'm like, man, more power to you. Uh, this, uh, this drives me insane. I was, uh, what else did I do? I was a, um, like a, uh, uh, kind of, um, uh, a catering agency. I did that. Yeah. Where you had to kind of turn up in a, in all black, yeah, uh, some event and and and, and take your uh, piercings kind of out. Go, you sure and go around. Yeah, cover up your tattoos. Go around and 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 give people uh, champagne and stuff like that. That was pretty terrible. Um, you know, having to kind of make your way to like Hyde Park for some kind of weird uh, like a, you know award ceremony for like the best gastro pub in 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 South London or some weird thing like that. Um, that was that was pretty terrible. I was a what else did I do? I was just, I was I had a job as a CD duplicator once. Wow, uh, not, that was not, weird. That was a very weird one. Not a bedroom job. Not a bedroom job. No, although I was working in a cupboard, uh, <laughs> which they converted into the CD duplication room. Uh, that was yeah. That was <laughs> that was a really weird job. Wow. Where I would just yeah, I was. But the kind of the plus, I was I was I, uh, I was allowed to smoke inside. That was the kind of the they were like. To try and kind of lure me in, and I was like, "Oh yeah, zen. great, yeah, exactly." So I would, I would just put, the, I'd, I'd set up this machine to duplicate like five hundred CDs, which takes ages. Um, and then after your kind of fourth cigarette, you go, like, "Oh, actually, this is really boring, and I've got nothing else to do for like four hours." Um, I think it was kind of maybe, maybe now was it was it pre-smartphone? It might have been pre-smartphone. So I was just lit, just kind of standing. A lot of standing and staring. And Wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of personality where you could just switch off for those eight hours every day? Oh yeah, yeah. I wish I couldn't. I mean, yeah. That there was just, uh, yeah. I, I did. I don't have that ability. So, Me neither. Um, it's always been a yeah. struggle working these shite jobs, and just <laughs> yeah. just going. Just your. It's almost like your brain works double time because yeah, there's more. You're room trying to, to think just, of ways out 
Yeah. You're looking for escape routes. Or things that you could be doing that are way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it kind of makes the time go slower. You need to kind of have this very zen approach. I've kind of I've had moments of it and gone like, oh, this is how to do it. Yeah. And then it goes away because I'm not... I'm not, not look at the well. clock. That's one trick. No, don't look at the clock. Yeah. But then yeah. sometimes when you, you kind of think to yourself, you're like, wow, I haven't looked at the clock in ages. I bet That's... it's gone really far. And then you look at it and you've ruined it because it hasn't. And it all just collapses. All the zen goes away. That could be because you're thinking about not looking at the clock. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even by thinking about not thinking about it, you're still thinking about it. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> it's got to be fully out your mind yeah yeah brilliant is there anything that you'd see yourself getting into in in the future work-wise work-wise uh i'd maybe um i've always wanted to kind of write for other people for other things and i've done i do do bits of that occasionally bits of you know writing for uh jingle, jingle writing for stuff um Oh, right. Music writing, not, not scriber writing, music writing. No, music writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so for, and for other artists, you know, co-writing and stuff like that, that's always something I've enjoyed. Um, and maybe production, a bit more of that kind of thing. Um, I like being in the studio. That's kind of my favorite. Have you done that in the past writing for other people? Yeah. With, with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I've, what's that like? It's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's very different. It kind of, but uh so i think on the one hand you you kind of get to look at someone else's work and try and understand what they're trying to trying to do um and you're that kind of second set of eyes that we, we i find when i'm writing uh stuff for puppy you know having the other guys come in and, and and listen to it is really really helpful um and i'm kind of doing that role for someone else so it's it's someone bringing me an idea and saying like what do you think of this and I can go like, oh, well, yeah. that's, you know, that chorus is too long. This verse isn't very good. But, you know, that little bit at the end, that should actually be the chorus, that kind of thing. Um, and then also, and it kind of, it's a bit easier because you're not, you're not trying to say anything. You're not thinking about your artistic voice. You're trying to uh, help someone else kind of um, achieve theirs. Uh, and things become a lot clearer, I think, when you look at things in that way, because when you're working for yourself, it's this huge blank, blank canvas where, you know, what, what do I want to say or, you know what I mean? um whereas if it's with yeah, someone you else can shape it exactly yeah yeah and you kind of take it for what it is way more you just go uh, yeah yeah you look at it more as a kind of a craft you're putting something together um whereas i think when, you, when you're working when you're doing your own work sometimes you can get a bit lost inside your yourself how did you get into that the first time was it some was it through contacts that you that you had through puppy no 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 this is uh just just people i knew like i said i've, I've kind of been very lucky in um growing up a lot of my uh, friends played music and stuff. Uh, so, so just through that, really, um, just knowing each other's music, being um, being friends, and and just kind of you know maybe someone would say, hey, what do you think of this? You know, I'd I'd say, or we maybe have an idea and work on it, and then it just kind of goes from there, really. Um, so yeah. yeah, bits, just bits of that, really. It's just it's um, yeah, it's never something that's kind of happened through through the band. It's always been uh, just personal, you know. Pals. I've been working all day, probably mate on the side, running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day, for me mate. Every blink minute, I've been on the go, up and down the ladder like a fiddler's elbow. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day, for me mate.
Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.